Over the years, the attorneys had developed a bad reputation, and people in their building were afraid to say anything that might offend them, even in the slightest way. Neighbors preferred to be insulted and downright intimidated, rather than face the grim reality of Noel and Noller's spurious legal actions. In the eleven years that Noel and Noller resided there, the two attorneys had actually run one landlord out of the building. Apparently, the previous landlord wanted out so badly, the guy sold his beautiful gothic structure dirt cheap, just happy to be rid of their legal hassles. Noel and Noller borrowed treble. They reveled in it, and the fact that their dogs were scaring people was funny to them. They really believed people were just overreacting about their animals. Marjorie, in particular, laughed in people's faces when they acted frightened. She thought it was absolutely ridiculous that anyone would be afraid of Bane and Hera. Of course, it hadn't started off like that. When Hera arrived, when Noel and Noller had no idea what kind of effect the Pressa would have on people, they were concerned about the unsocialized dogs being out in public. They tried to keep their dog under control. Diana Curtis, a resident of 2398 Pacific Avenue, never had any problem with her toy poodle and her German Shepherd until Noel and Noller acquired the first Pressa Canario. As soon as Hera arrived, Curtis found herself afraid to go downstairs, afraid to go through the lobby. Having lived in the building for six years, Curtis knew most of the residents. Many of her neighbors, including Diane Whipple, were animal lovers. Whipple had once talked to Curtis about helping her find a cat sitter for her two cats, and Curtis thought Whipple had a kind heart and a good spirit. It was clear that Whipple loved dogs. The young woman was always friendly and loving toward Curtis's tame pets. But Noel and Noller's Pressa Canarios were a different story. No one in the building liked them, and some people, especially Diane Whipple, were becoming truly afraid of them. For her part, Diana Curtis felt the two attorneys had crossed a line by bringing these giant animals into an apartment building. Not only were Bane and Hera poorly behaved animals, they were too large to be cooped up in the small apartment. By the time Bane and Hera felt fully comfortable in their new home, in late autumn 2000, Curtis noticed that the energy of the building had changed. People were more tense. People seemed more anxious when they stood waiting for the elevator, when they retrieved their mail. Bane and Hera seemed to bother everyone around them, and Curtis wished there was some way to get the big dogs out. Diana Curtis was kind of foggy on the exact time of year she first encountered either of the presses, but one day she got trapped in the elevator as the door opened. Out of nowhere, Bane had lunged at her, full on, and Noel couldn't control him. Bane was up on his hind legs and charging right at her. Curtis could feel his paws just a few inches from her face. Bane's bark was ferocious. Curtis's heart was palpitating. Whoa, big fella, Noel told Bane, trying to make it seem as if his dog was just being overly friendly. But Curtis was scared to death. When she was able to jump out at the fourth floor, she shuddered as the elevator door closed. As she went over the incident in her mind, her heart still racing, she recalled how Bane stood on his hind legs almost as tall as a full-grown man. Curtis was shocked by how much force Noel was using to hold the animal from chomping at her neck. Noel was a really huge guy, six feet three, weighing more than 300 pounds, yet he had a hard time holding on to Bane. Diana Curtis, in a sense, had become the eyes of the building. 
having ample opportunity to stare outside and watch both Robert and Marjorie mishandle their dogs. A few weeks later, Curtis was looking out of her apartment window when she noticed Noelle walking with Hera and Bane. Curtis was sure she saw both the dogs off-leash, and she held her breath as she watched Noelle and his dogs bump into a little boy and his grandfather. The grandfather was talking to Noelle about the dogs, Curtis recalled. The little boy approached the dogs, and one of them lunged at this boy. The boy pulled his arm back. Noelle grabbed one of the dogs by the collar, pulling the animal away from the little boy. Even from her fourth-floor window, Curtis could hear Robert Noelle yelling no.